Now though I'm back, well rested from our trip to the lake, if only a bit exhausted from our stop in Atlanta. It was a short stint, but it still took a toll on my liver, if not my livelihood. While we were there, we got to stay with city slickers, rub elbows with yuppies, hipsters, and the silver-haired gentry that make it all possible. And we even took a meeting with the Atlanta Braves. Now, this show's not about baseball, but if the after effects of that meeting go as planned, we might get a little more exposure for all this joshing around. Whether you like baseball or not, if ever you're in the Southeast, I recommend a stop at the Battery, which is the complex that's now home to SunTrust Park where the Braves play. While you're there, you can dine at a restaurant fashioned after the uppity Southern magazine Garden and Gun, or you can enjoy a pimento cheese dip or a steak tartare sandwich, and a glass of the only bourbon that I recommend, which is made by Pappy Van Winkle. You could stop at a wine bar, if that's your choosing, or go to a pub that serves nothing but PBR and is also home to a mechanical bull. We decided to close down the night at a place called the Punch Bowl Social, where you can bowl, rent Candyland or Jenga, or also get your own private karaoke room, which is what my loving wife and I did. And I'm glad we had a private room too, because after singing hits from Barry Manilow and The Verb, I decided to get in a little trouble with Nelly. And that's while spitting country grammar, I came to realize that I had just been reading the screen like Anchorman, but alas, I had said the N-word four or five times into a hot microphone. Now, like I said, it was a private room. No one noticed and I then started blanking out the word or inserting cracker as I'm apt to do. That said, we woke up hungover as hell in an Airbnb that though stocked with Pinot Grigio and a pallet of parfait, there was no bottled water to be had. So I cupped my hands and enjoyed some Atlanta city water while I hope you enjoy our talk of privacy, temperature and technology as we go inside the perimeter to start joshing around. I could say it in Latin, but after forecasting the listeners lost, I'll simply say whoever's is the soil, it is theirs all the way to heaven and all the way to hell, which is a principle of property law stating that property holders have rights not only to the plot of land itself, but also to the air above and the ground below. The principle is often referred to in its abbreviated form as the ad celum doctrine, in modern law, this principle is still accepted in limited form and the rights are divided into air rights above and subsurface rights below. And while it's great to think about owning a piece of the pearly gates or even Satan's domain, it seems that these rights are about to be trodden upon as NASA and other government agencies worldwide do start to scour subterranean areas. So the advice I've seen is that if you've ever wanted to dig dig now and this is talking about not just massive basements but series of caverns survival condos and more one of the current draws for mapping subterranean spaces is so that private organizations like the boring company can put in place what they're calling a hyperloop which is a series of transportation tunnels under california's city of los angeles in this example the city of los angeles will own the tubes and the space and then lease it back to elon musk and the boring company however if you already have a subterranean structure then that is going to be your property they'll need to move that tunnel around it so once again the advice is dig now if I've now got you wondering, what can I dig? Well, let's look to London, where it's recently been revealed 
That 4,650 basements have been approved for homes in the past decade so that the super-rich can build cinemas, wine cellars, and swimming pools. Of those 4,600 basements, 112 are considered mega-basements, which are three stories deep. Known as iceberg homes, up to 59 feet deep are being placed beneath Britain's richest areas as the wealthy add astonishing amenities, including artificial beaches and even car museums under their homes. You're listening to Ambient Noise on Anchor.fm. I recently read about a technology expert who was asked to attend what he thought would be a public speaking engagement or a roundtable discussion with other educated panelists, but instead he was greeted by simply five hedge fund managers who wanted to know how to survive what they were calling the event. All of these men had built survival condos that they intended to hunker down in when the event occurs, but what they were most concerned with was how to keep under influence their security forces who might just be tempted to overthrow those hedge fund managers. So one potential solution was having a supply silo that has a security code that changes daily and is only known by the hedge fund managers themselves. So kudos to the super rich who live in the now and enjoy their mega basements filled with Turkish baths and cinemas in lieu of safety, security, and seed banks. A virtually certain way to survive the event is to ensure that it never happens, which is one of the reasons why our privacy rights are currently being eroded in ways we might never have imagined. I mentioned facial recognition recently. Here in the United States, Amazon is at the tip of that technology, and they do so well with it that some employees have started expressing concerns or even quitting the company in boycotting this facial recognition. Now, over in China, they don't have such quitters, and they don't have juggalos either, which leaves everyone there vulnerable to the 170 million cameras that are hooked up to a Skynet artificial intelligence software that captures faces and then bounces them off a database of everyone they might be looking for. It's really eerie when you see police at train stations using specially designed sunglasses that provide the artificial intelligence right before their eyes. It's definitely an ominous future. With cameras capturing your face in public and speakers eavesdropping on your conversations in your homes, it seems the only safe place left is inside your head, and I'm sure soon, too, that will be invaded. I really believe that in the future, we'll be split into factions based on our technologies and what we choose, and it won't just be Amazon against Alibaba. Instead, here stateside, we'll probably be faction too, as those androids go up against apples all day long. And while giving an apple to an android might sound like biblical science fiction, I don't have to worry about any of that because I gave up privacy long ago when I had kids. And I'll tell you, I was wishing kids upon our hosts when we were in Atlanta because those city slickers had it all. A beautiful home, wonderful new cars, and nice things all around. So what did I do? Well, I secretly wished kids on them because that's what you do when you're a parent. You try to inflict misery upon others, and you do it real sneakily, a stealth-like conversation, 
Like, when are you thinking about having kids? God, I love mine, and I certainly miss them while I'm spending time in your beautifully clean home with you tonight. Let me tell you, these people had it all. While they were sleeping, they kept their thermostat down to 68 degrees. While outside, their hot tub ran all night at 102 with the jets and the lights on. Yeah, this is the type of disposable income that you can only have if you're childless. Now I know what you're thinking. I would probably find a way to talk about these people behind their back, even if they did have kids. And that's true, but only because when I asked the question, hey, do you listen to Josh and around? They both said no. And they know I do a daily podcast. So remember, always listen to the show or I might talk about you behind your back. Hey, have you called in in a while? Reach out at Joshua around on Twitter or Instagram and let me know the right temperature to keep your thermostat when you're sleeping. I'd also like to know what's the right age to have kids. Yeah, I know the right answer is never, but still 21's too young, 45's too old. Take it from me. There's no right time, but what's your answer? I'd love to know. If you keep up with the folklore and history of the show, then you might know that last July we took a trip to Atlanta where I enjoyed my first Uber ride. I was overwhelmed at the joy of riding in other people's cars and I've never looked back. This time around though, I stayed in my first Airbnb and it worked out pretty nice. That's how we got the luxury of being in the battery. But checking into an Airbnb, I don't know if it's like this every time, but it was a little troublesome. The instructions read like answering riddles three. And though I didn't have to battle any monsters on the way, it definitely got a little eerie as we were walking down long urban industrial hallways. But the story has a happy ending. They gave me a great review online. Not to mention, we had a great time. Now though, it's time to check out on this episode. While we dug into real issues as we shine light onto subterranean spaces, it's apparent that you'll need more space as your family grows, but don't let that stop you from pulling others down with you. While technology continues to make life easier, there are factions that may not have your best interest in mind. So be sure you're always listening. And remember to not be so private about one of your favorite fake internet radio shows. Until next time, get social, share your passion, and help provide some exposure for all this joshing around.